Hey there. How you doing? Where you been? Been a couple of days since I talked to you. Sorry that it's taken me so long to reach out to you. But I'm wondering, maybe, possibly. Say it again. Maybe you're ready for another episode of Gay Side Stories. That's right. It's Gay Side Stories with Trillificent, bringing you some LGBT-focused discussion we can all relate to because we're all just people. As always, you guys can check out GaySideStories.com for more information. Interact with me on social media. I'm at GaySideStories on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, TheGaySideStories.tumblr.com. Or you can always email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com. If you are not already, please do me a favor and subscribe on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play Music, Stitcher, Acast, TuneIn, all of those good places. You will get the new episodes automatically. If you are in iTunes or if you're just feeling generous, you can head on over and leave me a five-star review and or rating. Leave comments on SoundCloud if you listen there. All of that good stuff. And most important, please make sure that you are sharing this podcast with others. That is how we grow. That's how we reach a bigger audience. All of that good stuff. So now that all of that is out of the way, I have a very, very, very special guest with me today. She is... One of my besties, you have heard me talk about her on this show numerous times. She's the inspiration for the School and Life segment, and, you know, in addition to Beyonce, of course. Uh, member of Trill Inc., mother of Nuzzin, the Greco thug misses herself, is my cousin Nikki. Hey. I am very happy to be here. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I knew your ass was going to do that. Like, between you and Jade and Kia, somebody's <laughs> going to do it every damn time. But no, thank you for joining me. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that you are here, that we're finally able to do this. I know, I'm so excited. To be honest, you know, with, uh, with Nuzzin, you know, being so young, even though I came up with the outline and everything and we were talking about it, what was that, like last month or the month before? Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were actually going to record until, like, September or October when she was older just because you know newborn baby realness right listen and (laughs) (laughs) and with little miss fussy that you have love her to death but that is one fussy baby (laughs) my baby has my baby is three and a half months old and I swear all of her little personality traits are starting to poke out. She has a temperamental side. She has an attitudinal side. She has a side where she's just like, hey, hey, right. everybody. <laughs> right. I'm so happy. And then she goes right back to being pissy in like less than 10 seconds. In less than five seconds. She flips that switch. And she's not a Gemini. So all of you Gemini haters. No, she's a Pisces. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm, is a Pisces, mm-hmm. and they do have a streak. Contrary to popular belief, Pisces do have a mean streak. Well, and I'm her mama, so <laughs> that's just saying and that is <laughs> for anybody that knows you. <laughs> that is the most important ingredient in that sugar and spice and Ooh. everything nice. You being her mama, but she's so cute. She is. She's so, she's cute. so cute. Those videos on Snapchat that you were showing me, <laughs> she was like, "Oh yes, I am a cute girl. I am feeling myself." Right. 
I don't know about the rest of you baby hoes. <laughs> but this one <laughs> but, right here. But this one right here is a cutie. I looks good. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Just so y'all know that I know that I got it. I got it. I got it. Like they like Miss Quad little song. Come on. <laughs> All right. So let's move on into the school and life segment. Yay. So my school and life this week is uh, the TV show on Stars Power. Um, I had not ever seen the show before, what, last week, maybe last weekend. Um, a special hefty F you to Juanita and Bree for getting me into this raggedy show. <laughs> um, so I'm, let me just say a few things. First of all, everybody on the show is dumb. Like, it's a whole <laughs> cast of dumb asses. Like, everyone, everybody dumb. All right. So I am, uh, today, before uh, we recorded, I watched the last two episodes of season three. Um, so I got two more episodes before I'm caught up. And then I guess the, the, the season four just started. Okay. So, uh, I got two episodes and then I will see, I guess the new episode comes out on Sun, whatever. Sunday. So you'll be up to date. I'll be up to date. Okay. Uh, by the weekend. That's exciting. So let me, let me tell you, um, the main nigga ghost who's played by Amari Hardwick. That's fine. He fine, but he that that nigga ain't shit. <laughs> that nigga ain't shit, and he deserves bad things to happen to him. Like he like he he can honestly type in the GPS with directions to hell and just floor it because when I like that nigga ain't shit. Really? Well, you know I've never I've never watched. I know, an so that's why I'm this, trying so to. So I feel I'm like I'm being filled in. Yes. <laughs> that nigga ain't shit. But I mean. You a grown titty woman, yes. child to Dustin. You a, yes. you a grown titty woman in America, <laughs> so you know fine niggas that ain't shit. You know yes, what that. Yes, I you know. know oh Lord, like. I had a nice feel of them. Thank the Lord, I got married. <laughs> All right. Uh, my favorite character was a character named Lobos, and he was like a. I'm I'm not sure what nationality he was, uh, but he was like Hispanic or Latinx. Mm-hmm. Very very flamboyant and. It was. It wasn't until later that I guess it was confirmed he was gay because he was like getting head underwater. Oh, all at, right, like now. the the spa or something. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite character, but he just got killed. So I'm just kind of like, mm. um, Angela. Now I know you don't watch the show, but I'm sure you've seen the memes and stuff about Angela. Is that Lala? No. Oh, nope. No, Lala. I like Lala on there. Lala, and I didn't realize Lala had so much body. Like Lala is fine. Lala as is fuck. fine as hell. That's a fine young. Tenderoni. <laughs> Listen, Lala is fine. I, I, like, I live for Lala word. in a fitted dress and some and oh, I live for Lala in some sweats because even them shits can't hide her ass. Listen. She's just fine. Um. Oh no. Uh. But Tasha, who's played by Notori Naughton. Okay. Her titties are like you know some of the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Angela be showing her titties. I don't like Angela. <laughs> like she's annoying but she hasn't I, you know what what I wrote in my notes I have to take that back because I was going to say she's annoying but she's not as bad as everybody makes her seem to be but now that I've seen the season finale of season 3 that bitch can go to hell too well um, and let's see Kanan Kanan is played by 50 Cent that and, nigga is full circle crazy well you know I don't support 50 Cent in any of his endeavors which is why I've never seen an episode of this show that's a bitch ass nigga if I've ever seen one and fuck him forever well his character's a bitch ass nigga too that nigga killed his own son like in real life and on screen he's forever a fuck nigga girl 
50 Cent been so far off my radar. I forgot that nigga was alive until I started watching the show. I hate him. To I be hate honest. him. From the very beginning of his career, I hate him. Well, I was strangely attracted to him until we got, fur- not him like 50 Cent, but the mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until we got further on, I was like, oh, this nigga crazy. Let me save my walls. I ain't gonna have, to- I ain't got time for this shit. This nigga crazy. Donkey Kong looking ass. <laughs> I don't like that man. Clearly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm almost caught up. Um, and if you follow me on Twitter, if we're Facebook friends and you've seen my running commentary, so you'll see a little bit more and I'm not, I'm, well, I'm gonna try not to do it while I watch the new episode. Cause I know how y'all be bitching and moaning. And I won't have to cuss nobody out well, for, uh, being upset about whatever the fuck tread lightly people tread lightly. <laughs> and you know, I don't bother nobody online, but right? if you bother me, then we can bother um, oh, and last and not least, um, Kate Blanchett and the character Tommy, those are the same person. <laughs> and I, I, I know Tommy is the white boy because right. I've been seeing memes of him and I know what Kate Blanchett looked like. So mm-hmm. that was hilarious to me just That's now. That's the Thank same you. person. They, they look a lot alike. And I'll hear, I'll hear nothing of the contrary. <laughs> so, cousin, what's your school in life for this week? Um, I have. Well, technically three. A come on, my three. Baby, my baby is like a school in life for every week because I mean, obviously, as she grows and she she's is, like doing she new things every week. She's discovered her hands and she's discovered that she can touch her feet with her hands. So, yeah. if I sit her up in the corner of the couch, mm-hmm. she grabs her feet immediately and she's like, "Ooh, these things, these <laughs> things, these are things, and they are attached to me." Yes. I think. So she, yeah, she's discovering and becoming aware of herself, and you know, she's always been like very alert, but she's like discovering that she can reach out and grab things and touch things, and it's, you know, she recognizes herself on my Snapchat, like she can look at herself and she just starts giggling because she Listen, knows she's cute. She's like, "Girl, um, I'm cute. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I'm cute though." So yeah, she is with a, no filter. Yeah, she's a definite pin on my school and mm. life board. Um, I got to go swimming on Tuesday, and if you know me, you know that I am a pale, pale black woman. So, getting to go swimming, shut up. Your face, don't say nothing. You erase your face right now. <laughs> but I got to go swimming on on Tuesday on 4th of July, and I don't really care to celebrate the 4th of July. I'm just glad that it is a day where people get to do whatever the fuck they want. Be off, shit. And yeah, just be off work and be away from people in the office who get on your damn nerves. And, you know, I got to start my first layer of tanning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back tomorrow and really try to lay that bitch on thick before I have to go back to work Monday from oh. because my maternity leave is ending. That is just such a sad state of affairs. And my next school in life, I know it, it won't be by the time y'all hear this recording, but today is National Fried Fucking Chicken Day. Hallelujah. And I am thankful. I cannot tell you how thankful and grateful I am to the Almighty for even putting this on somebody's brain and allowing today to be considered National Fried Chicken Day. Because that's what we had for dinner. We sure did. And I it was fan-fucking-tastic. I popped my ass right into Popeye's. I mean, I was annoyed because I pulled up to the Popeye's and they had a goddamn trash bag over the speaker for the drive through And oh, I was just Popeyes. like, y'all trying my motherfucking patience. Popeye's got to do better in some aspects, but you just can't beat their chicken. But I said, it's National Fried Chicken. I'm going to have chicken. I don't like to have to get out of my truck to go, you know, but I'm just lazy and fat, so... But I I did it and, and we, we had spicy. we feasted, 
spicy chicken. Yes. Biscuits for that ass. Two biscuits. They didn't have no honey, but you had it in the in the pantry, so Girl, I'm thankful. I was like, do y'all have any honey? Here she go. She digging this. No. We got grape jelly. Who in the fuck want grape jelly with their motherfucking Popeye's biscuit? The Them salty, going buttery to... ass biscuits, some motherfucking grape jelly. I was the... like, you just... You making fun of me? The What's chances of going to Popeye's and them actually having honey are slimmer than the chances of us not being bombed while Donald Trump is in the so listen, White House. What I have noticed is that <laughs> the Popeye's that are in mm, more Don't. professional areas. I was about to say, go on, say it. <laughs> 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 More professional areas, mm-hmm. they have hunt. They have everything, and they be clean. I mean, well, the one I went in wasn't really dirty. That 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 uh, glass was. Anyway, we don't need to get into all that. <laughs> but needless to say, National Fried Chicken Day. We had fried chicken by the time y'all hear this. Um, it'll be another national day, but it'll be another national day. But you know, if you can get you some some fried chicken, that's fine. Yeah, those are my schooling lives. Awesome. All right, so let's move into the come quick segment. Now, this may not be that quick because we have a couple of things to get through. Yes. So maybe we for tonight we should call it like the the I be stroking. <laughs> I be stroking <laughs> the stroke game. That's what I be doing. Yes, stroke game long. There it is. <laughs> All right. So first, um, I did a poll a couple of weeks ago on Twitter. And I, the question was, if you're a gay man that's in shape or muscular, do you like bigger men? And the answers were yes, no, or if he carries it, quote unquote, well. So 42% said yes, 36% said no, and 22% said if he carries it well. So my question is, for the 42% that said yes, where are you? Where Where are you? <laughs> Erica, love, from hip, love and hip hop. Oh, okay. Where are they? Where are they? Where, where, where are they? Where are they? Somebody lying. Because 42% is, that was much higher than I was anticipating. So, I mean. Those 42% are probably people who'd be like, yeah, I like him once I get to know his personality. Uh, you think a muscular gay nigga saying that? Oh, well, you know what? You show right. <laughs> Girl. You show damn right. You're generous as hell. I mean, hey. If Redaction. You, if you're. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> If you're in shape and you're or muscular or you know whatever the fuck and you like big dudes, then and if you answer this and you say yes, or if you're listening to this now, you be like, hell yeah, I like them thickums. Shout mm-hmm. out to you, please, yes. You know, and for the people that said no, shout out to you for for keeping it real, because too many of y'all be out here lying about what you want. And there's nothing wrong with your preferences. You know what? We're not gonna get into preference. That's a whole <laughs> nother can of worms. That we it is. That's a whole nother gay side story episode for another gay you side story what? day. That'll be our, that'll be when I come back. That's we'll it. We'll talk about preferences. Ooh, preference the gay versus yeah. Yeah, that'll That's be good. a good one. That's good. Uh-huh. Okay, so next, Jay Z's album four forty four. So what did you think? First, shout out to you for being the plug. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, mm, girl. <laughs> but you know what the crazy part is? I, I've i had title this whole time. And I got into this mode. Like when I was doing my budget, I was like, okay, I got way too many, many. I got way mm-hmm. too many little charges. Yep. I just canceled title in like May. 
And I was like, ain't this about a bitch? Did yourself a damn disservice. No, I didn't because... <laughs> you right. You right. One of the twin powers, I was like, cousin, you got sprint. <laughs> you know it. So what did you think about the album? You already know. I yes, am, I know. You're a Jay-Z stan. I have been a stan since Reasonable Doubt. I will forever be a stan. That man can rarely do any wrong in my eyes and the why i say rarely is because he cheated on beyonce so i would like to fuck him up for that mm-hmm. but solange did it already so i don't have you to know i rewatched that footage that shit was i was like she really it was beat intense. his ass it was intense he was like he literally like had to put his hands on like god damn it because she was kicking she him was with high heels she was beating his ass she was whooping his ass she went full-fledged dragon ball z on that ass <laughs> She let that nigga have it, but I absolutely listen. I absolutely love the album. I love that he was very transparent on like I. I love how each track almost reveals something else about him Uh or his family life or just you know an ideology that he you know has adapted to. Like I just I really 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 like and it's only 10 tracks. Death to all you niggas who are making these albums with 16 and 8. We don't want to hear that many fucking <laughs> songs from y'all because if I see a track if I see an album that has like 18 tracks it's trash. You ain't got that <laughs> oh, much to oh. say at one goddamn time. I'm sorry. This is just a clean classic. It's very well tailored. 36 minutes. It is it is it go it's it's like the Bruno Mars album. Like mm-hmm. that Bruno Mars album is starting and finishing before you realize it. Right. And I love But it's every so song. much that's it's packed into exactly it. Exactly. Yeah. Like this album I already know like half the words to 444. Oh, I already know like half the words to Smile. Smile is one of my favorite songs. Like he revealed that his mother is lesbian. Mm-hmm. On that like there's just so much that he's giving us as far as who he is now. Mhm. Um but again, he also told us that he cheated on Beyonce, so there's gonna be a minor fuck you in there for that. But it ain't nothing we didn't already. Yeah. Presume right. based on not anything lemonade. we didn't already speculate. Yes, but I loved it. Okay, so you said uh, 444 and Smile were your uh, some of your favorite songs. You have any other favorite songs on the album? 444, Smile, Family Feud. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Um. Uh, I can't think. Of, hang on. I, I don't know why the title of this is escaping me. <laughs> Come on, title. Kill Jay Z. Uh huh. I love Kill Jay Z. I love all of them. The OJ story. Yeah. That one. The, when I first listened to the OJ story, I was like, "You better tell these niggas." Tell these niggas. Please tell these niggas that there is more to life than what the fuck y'all are. Just delving into these days, right? But I and I think what makes that special is that he's, and I think I heard this somewhere is that he's leading by example, and he, you know, it's like okay, I know y'all young, but at some point, because look at me, I'm 47, right, and I'm barely just now getting there, so you know, look at me and learn from me. Don't be 47, mm-hmm. you know. And then the line about Eric Benet. Um, and I, I heard some different takes on that. It was like, oh, you know, Eric Benet shouldn't have said nothing. Or I was like, I mean, I don't really care. Yeah, we way. need him to just shut the fuck up. I mean, I get it because and I feel like anybody else would have been like, hey, bro, you know, my current wife is is what. But it's like, girl. But you still I did prob- what you did, so you're a reference. Don't right. let's not I, let's I, not be offended you know, that someone used you as a reference. I because... probably would have paid that dust. <laughs> like, right. I probably would not have 
respond. I wouldn't have given it a response. Anyway, um, I love the album. Um, and there's not many Jay-Z albums that I've heard that I, I have not at least liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love this. I love the the vulnerability. I love the transparency. Yes. I love the companionship that this album has with Lemonade. Yes. Uh, you know some of the lines on the album that are clear answers or the other side of things that Beyonce was saying mm-hmm. on Lemonade. Um, it made me even appreciate Lemonade more. Right. And what she the body of work that she put together yes, and the way she was able to package her feelings. And then on the flip side, the way he was able to do the same thing or even, you know, assuming that they did it together. Cause I even saw one thing that was like, nothing went on this album without Beyonce's blessing. Like it had to go through her. Absolutely. And I wonder, you know, I was thinking about you that. You know, this she chin checked that nigga. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see what the fuck you put in here. Make sure your shit is accurate. Right. But it made me wonder because we know how talented Jay-Z is. But it made me wonder if Beyonce is maybe more musically inclined. But that's, you know, that's... I, yeah, I can... More, probably so. You you can't make me believe that she didn't tell him to use that uh, Clark Sisters right. sample. So I can see, yeah, I see where you're going with that. And and in that vein, probably, yeah, I could see that answer being yes. Right. Um, I'm not, I'm not now, he saying, knows music. Right. I'm not saying, like, it had to go through her so that she could be like, no, you need to do this, you need to do that. Yeah, not no, anything I think like she that. had to approve the content. Right. Definitely the content, but I also wonder just because of her, and we've heard other people say this that have worked with her, because her ear is so fine-tuned. It's amazing, yeah. I wonder if some, some of that was her being like, mm, tweak here a little mm-hmm. tweak there but definitely the content yeah i'm sure it was like a now i don't already skull drag that ass on my album now you gonna skull drag yourself a little <laughs> bit <laughs> you know self-drag right <laughs> right i need to approve it right um so my favorite tracks on the album are definitely 444 the first time i listened to 444 i actually got emotional yeah and i was at work and i was like let me not see this let me not let me this bitch that I work with let me not let her see me in here crying and shit mm-hmm. it just really made me emotional the things that he was admitting being very candid about everything um, the accountability is what really just took me down because that is so rare in the yes. in this climate Account holding yourself accountable for the shit that you do is so fucking rare right um, family feud definitely um one thing that I really, really appreciate about Family Feud, and again, it goes back to, I mean, if you guys couldn't tell, we are both Beyonce stands. I mean, we we from Houston. We are around the same age. We've grown up with, with Beyonce. Her. So we are definitely stands. But the thing I like about Family Feud is that her additions to the song, like she mm-hmm. knows how to perfectly blend in with the song Mm -hmm. but she didn't try to like over sing the sample and everything right so um i went back and i listened to it i need to listen i probably need to listen to it with these with better headphones so i can really get gist of the album right the production is phenomenal it's great somebody was like i saw something on twitter it's like these new york niggas they don't never know how to pick no good beats and we was like bitch what the fuck you listening to i beg to differ I said everything on this album is fucking flames. If there is a New York nigga that can pick a great track, his name is Jay fucking Hogan. Sean Corey Carter. Please, it, like, seriously. 
I think my favorite song is probably Smile. And the reason why is because it has that sample from Stevie Wonder's Love's in Need of Love Today. Yes. And that, I think, is... It might be my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard that, I was like, what you, what you doing to me? Remember when I we went to the work. concert and he started crying? Yes. When he was singing it? He couldn't even get through his own song. He started crying. That song is a It's a beautiful song. It's such a beautiful song. He gives a good concert with his blonde ass. Listen. With them braids starting last I still have week. the videos I recorded. Me I will too. not get rid of them. I don't get rid of no videos. I got videos from what? Legends of the Summer when I went to see Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I don't I, Um So yeah, the things that Jay did to be um do you think he did that because he was just being him or what he thought he was? Or do you think that earlier in their relationship, because she was so career driven, do you think they had any bearing on it? With him cheating on her? Yeah. I think that when you are a Jay-Z or, you know, any other notable rapper, your access to women and vagina are... Gosh, Let's tenfold. Let's just say sex, because we know yeah, a lot of y'all. Yeah, sex in general. We know a lot of y'all ain't. This y'all is true. This is true. Gay um, But yeah, like, <laughs> your, ac- <laughs> your access to sex and those who are willing to give it to you for absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. short of bragging rights, is, I mean, it's it's hand over fist. Like, you, you, you literally, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think that him being used to being in that type of lifestyle, but still... I mean, it's just like any regular old nigga. Yeah, like, I ran the streets. I was a pop... You know, I'm popular. I can fuck all these bitches. I can knock them all down. But I really like her. But these bitches are still out. You know what I mean? So right. And pussy's pussy. And he was younger. So mm-hmm. he's, you know, they've been together, what, 12, 13 years now? Some some shit like that. I mean, but if even you're saying it was he was younger but i mean the elevator incident was like what 2013 well that's what i'm saying like i'm i feel like it was like much more frequent and and unknown to her when they mm. first started dating mm-hmm. and i think that as they progressed and they got married i think his selection of who he was doing it with and the frequency with which it was being done was much more calculated and he was much more specific in who that was you know that he was going to cheat on her with but right. i I feel like it was just kind of him really just being him. Yeah. I feel like it was really, I don't think that her being, I think her being career driven was why he even wanted to be with her in the first place. You know, that was one of the major attractions is that this bitch is on her shit. Right. And we can create an empire together, which the fuck they did. And honestly, I feel like her being career driven is probably one of the main factors that got her through it. Absolutely. Um, she 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 literally works herself through yeah sings hardships. through it and, yeah. and and performs through it because listen the she the, puts it on paper uh, puts it on paper because of the music and the uh, the concerts I mean the the evidence is there and then the videos from uh, on the run started mm-hmm. popping up when she was singing resentment which mm-hmm. I mean anybody who's heard her sing resentment live Oof. you know. That she went through something at some point. He yes, absolutely. Because the way she sings that song, oof. Mm-mm. Can we just talk about just real quick? On the Run was phenomenal. Man, that On the Run is one of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. Ever in 
life. Like the everything about that tour and the everything around it was flawless. It was I mean, it was impeccably done. Like you can, that is probably I'm, I agree with you. That's probably one of like my top three favorite concerts. The of, of the way that time. it was structured, her yeah. popping up, him popping up, like the way the songs led into the other uh, song, the visuals, th- their you know performances together. Right. He walk off. She, I mean, they just hit us over and over and over again with classic after classic after classic. Right. And I was just like, you bitches, goddamn it. And the fact that they did that, or more, I guess, more specifically, she did that on the heels of the Mrs. Carter tour. She had been on tour for like two years. She's a beast. Like she is a unmatched beast. Okay, so Jay versus Yay. Oh God. So I only have a few things to say about this. I now I honestly I feel bad for Kanye because clearly he's going through it. He has been going through it. He is clearly continuing and will continue to go through it until uh, i don't know i really you know it's clear that he's not getting what he needs as far as being a person however that does whatever foolishness you have done that does not absolve you so i don't feel bad that jay-z is distancing himself from you at all wait Um, i'm sorry did you hear (laughs) did you hear that Kim Kardashian sent Beyonce gifts for them twins, and Beyonce sent them back. I did. You know what? I saw another. <laughs> and she thing. was giving them to the nurses in the uh, hospital. Like, I don't yeah. want this shit. This shit yeah, ain't coming yeah, on yeah. me. That's what they 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 were saying. They were making it seem more shady than it was. Like she actually shipped them back, but they were like, "No, she just gave them away." But I mean, it's still as shady. I would have. I would. I in my in the corners of my soul, I wish she would have just returned the sender. Listen, <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. Beyonce has made it plain in her own way that she does not fuck with the Kardashian brand on any level. And it's a beautiful thing. And the fact that she is so subtly shady <laughs> just makes it that much better. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just no. I mean you no. brought that to my. To that the was it. I was all. I mean, like I said, I don't fault Jay for distancing himself. Um, I mean, it's, I'm like, nigga, you got a lot of fucking, like, didn't you go on in a 20 minute rant? A like you interrupted rant. your concert with all these white kids who were probably hopped up on whatever the fuck kind of Molly's and, and Debra's and whatever the fuck else kind of shit y'all doing out there. Did a 20 minute rant about me and then ended the concert. 20 minutes because me and my wife or because my wife didn't call to check on your dumb ass wife after being robbed she don't like give a her. fuck about your wife she first don't like all, her you know she don't like her it's first and foremost your wife being robbed is actually we could probably save that for what we're gonna get to but your wife being robbed is a residual effect of her flaunting all of this wealth and being so fucking accessible and mm-hmm. being so consumed with her wealth that she does not see that you need to be aware of your goddamn surroundings. Right. Because there's nothing wrong with flaunting your wealth. However, it's a poor decision. Do it decision, with security, bitch. Right. To flaunt your wealth and location. Like, you cannot do both. Right. You need... Uh, there are so many ways for you to flaunt your wealth without you putting it... Lit- every single... Like, all the diamonds, all the jewelry. God knows I don't envy Kim Kardashian in any way. I would, I would actually probably recluse into the corner of the world <laughs> if I was her but like I just I don't, don't make no money doing that 
Well, and they make their money on social media. But, like, I, I right. don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Kanye, sit your dumb ass down somewhere. Seek counseling. Deal with the death of your mother. I feel like he didn't even start this shit until after his mother passed away. And if there is ever a reason for you to spiral out of control, that would very well be it. I don't fault him for being, you know, touched, so to speak, after his mother has, you know, passed away. But this, all this shit you doing... You giving on people nerves. You been got on. You people been nerves. got on people nerves, but like niggas, and sit now the fuck it's down. affecting more parts of your life. Like it's not just people not liking you. People are starting not to fuck with you, like as far as business. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. When Beyonce or Jay Z, like when they kind of shun you. D- that's that's automatic lot. suspect. Yeah, something ain't right. Something is not right because those are some gracious people. Now they don't play, right? But they are very gracious, and for them, and we know y'all was t- cool. I don't know if y'all was as tight as we may have thought. I mean, y'all we were. saw y'all on the front row of a fashion show, so I mean, at least y'all were able to tolerate each other's presence at one point. Well, I mean, but Beyonce is well, she is was a sitting on the opposite yeah. side of. Kim as well. She but I mean, be. but that's just like us. Yeah, like we, we could go and yeah. sit. I on can the see run. you. I ain't, I ain't gotta like you to sit next right. to you. Because we saw that face when North started cutting up, and she was baby, like, she, Girl. "Baby, she cut them eyes and was like, if y'all don't get this little nigga <laughs> out of here.'" <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next topic, kind of along the same vein. So let's transition over okay. to Rob and China. Now, I don't know too, too much about this, so you tell me what you know, and then I'll piggyback off of that. So, from what I... Because all I've... I've mostly just seen memes. I have a general idea of what he was doing, but I don't know what kicked all this off. So, apparently, he found out that China was sleeping with some other dude named Ferrari somebody or the other. Okay, that's already... Yeah, Ferrari Adi, Ferrari Tutti. I don't know what his name is, Tutti but <laughs> I mean, some of them pictures I saw. He, but there you know what? Are, I'm not gonna say that. But there are pictures of, I guess, I think she sent him, or there was like some Snapchat, or there was some social media video of like her tongue is like slobbing this nigga down, which I think is disgusting anyway. Like to see, just to see people tonguing is nasty. Um. But there's some picture of her like tonguing him and they like in the bed that Rob bought her and then Rob in true Rob Kardashian fashion, he spazzed out. So he starts posting all of this shit on, on Instagram. Instagram, right? Nudes of her like, oh, y'all up in the bed, but she just sent me this nude photo yesterday talking about whatever, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, she left some comment under one of the pictures where he was like essentially just dragging her and she was like lol sorry (laughs) (laughs) which i actually got a few keeks out of because i was like she is savage she don't give a fuck okay so now that makes much more sense why people were like okay you know this was calculated and she went and got her money rob kardashian is the only nigga breathing who did not see the setup like, I feel like, you know, Joanna Scammer when she doing that gift and she got her fingers in the air like, doo, 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 like dude. And I saw she, something about like 100K in surgery. He, so he said that um, it, like she's lying to all of these people saying like she got fit after her baby when really he spent like $100,000 on surgeries after Dream was born to put everything back in the right place and to, you know, get her back in I guess 
Instagram fashion. I don't know. <laughs> Instagram shape. Instagram shape. Yeah. Thought, he's like, you bag. know, she ain't nothing but a fraud. I paid for her to, you know, I paid for her to have all these surgeries to look like this after she had the baby. And okay. Well, first see, of all, I want to disagree because while you may not have done the traditional work to get that body surgery, ain't no punk bitch. I, I will agree. And the, sh- I like the shit that they be like liposuction, my nigga. Mm-mm. That shit is rough. I mean, they I don't know are if you've literally ever seen, vacuuming out fat out of your body. But the way that they do they it, be, they be poking the shit. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, if you come through the skin and you like you, oh, I just, Mm-mm. I can't, I cannot, Mm-mm. I cannot, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot. So I can't even fathom it. Like I, you know, just having to have an emergency C-section with Micah and. And then them telling me they're going to re- remove my ovary at that. Like, those were just two surgeries just so I could, like, so I could have the baby, let alone the reconstructive surgery that it's going to take. Well, not going to take because I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> um, if, if I can't lose it like I'm supposed to, it just meant, it's meant to stay. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you already but like, married. I can't even imagine all those extensive surgeries and, you know, how many and what actually was actually worked on. Mm-hmm. Those two took me out for the first month. Mm-hmm. I remember. I, so I can't. You I don't man know. Man down for sure. But so apparently, I'll keep you caught up. Um, that happened, and then uh, she has now gone to her lawyers because Rob has reportedly violated some sort of California law of like revenge porn. Like mm. you can't post nudes mm-hmm. of somebody mm-hmm. in a like vengeful manner or whatever. So which he did. They say he could go to jail. You know, he ain't going to jail. They got too much money. He'll he get fined for it. He'll probably, you know. You know, Chris will get him out of it, and then they'll shun him again because he's still fat, which Yeah, is, you know, sad in itself. And then he'll but, recluse again. But And I saw a lot of which, and honestly, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a fat boy myself, so I'm not one to fat shame, but all of the things, the tweets and people were saying, like, you spent 100K for her to get her body back and you didn't spend none on yourself. I mean, I now, see the, the point. reason why is because I'm thinking if I have enough money to spend 100K for my girlfriend or they weren't married, right? For my they girlfriend to get her snap back, there is no way in hell I'm not getting my snap back. Like, but the flip side to that is, is if you fucked with me while I was fat, why the fuck should I change myself? Right. Which is, that's a straight nigga. You know what? That's another topic <laughs> for another day. We have so many bullet points to put we in do, this show. We do. We do. So many things. I'm going to have to listen back to the episode and take notes. Oh, and so apparently he said, you know, he also said something about him giving her $250,000 worth of jewelry and then her and the new boy have post her and Ferrariati or whatever his name is, have, um posted some instagrams today i think it was yeah just as early the, as the today picture today where she them had saying like, like them two hundred fifty thousand dollars ain't shit yeah but the but the flip side to that is is the ferrari guy has hit up rob in his text messages because rob posted these as well and he was like um you know let's make this money um maybe i can maybe we can get a show or something out of this so apparently this nigga ain't got it like that I mean, you can look at him and tell him. I mean, he's cute. First of all, there are very few people who are going to be able. First of all, fuck with China on on the strength that they're going to want to take care of her on the level that Rob took care of her. Listen, because if ever there was a come up, that was it. I mean, 
she, I mean, she was like Jack and the Beanstalk come up. She wins the Scam Award of 2017. Listen, she, Joanne don't, ain't got shit on her. And not a damn thing. But. But I, what I, what irritates me the most is that Rob. It's classic Rob behavior. It's classic Rob behavior. It's break up with a girl. And he's done it with Adrian Bailon. With, he, he trashes everybody after they break up once they hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's Although like, a lot of these situations, I'm wondering, I'm like, are you really hurting your own feelings? Well, you know, they say the problem is not always with everyone else. Right. It's Because, I mean, a lot of the things that I've seen, like, as the information starts coming out, like, even after the Adrian thing and Rita Ora, is like, I mean, it's not like he's just a stand-up guy in these relationships. Yeah. Like, he is, like, you know abusive to a point and well and yeah i was just about to say now she says that he he beat her up one time oh i wasn't talking about physically well I don't know she about said physically. she said she said in some shit you beat me you beat me and i'm not supposed to say nothing oh. bitch oh. you you first of all i call i call bullshit on this because if there were ever a time to continue your come up it would be to make sure that you have proof when you make the claim that this nigga beat your ass up right to further dig into them motherfucking pockets. Right. Don't go miss Sophia if you ain't got the receipt. If you ain't got the receipt. Let's not claim because that. Because you were smart enough to have pulled off this scam. You smart enough to know that. To know that. I so agree. I So I, I, I'm kind of lightweight like, mm, you're taking it just a little bit too far now. Right. You've already got, the scam has been pulled off once Dream took her first breath. The scam was done. Right. So let's not. Because there are so many women in this world that are dealing with physical abuse for real, for real. Right. Let's not cry wolf, bitch, because the Ferrari might whoop your ass. But I feel like, again, if if there were any time to bring that up and actually say something, it would be now. Especially when the nigga is slandering you and posting your nudes in a vengeful manner. Why not? Like, this would be the perfect time to do that. Like. So, something's fishy there i mean if that happened then you know i hope that she does because fuck that i don't think that happened she lying who knows and Um, you know what i'm wrong lord forgive me lord forgive me let me not say she lying because i don't know but i'm going to say that i think it's suspect yeah it is suspect if you in the midst of this is when you choose to say he beat me and that's not to say lord batter women syndrome there's so many Mm-hmm. other sides to all of this I just don't think that with her credibility and with her background I'll say I just feel like that's a little bit suspicious. it's not even that far from it's just the way everything is presented I'm just like all of those things notwithstanding number one you already mentioned it <laughs> right so I don't see why you, there's no take backsies yeah on that. you you mentioned it talking about I'm, I wasn't I'm not supposed to say anything you just said something right so if you're going to pursue that, then this will be like, there's no reason not to with him having posted your nudes and all that kind of stuff. You have, you have the vehicle behind you to do this. And do you think that Tokyo Tony, I don't know who that is. Her mama. Her Her mama named Tokyo Tony. Her mama used to be a stripper too. Oh girl. And she went by the name Tokyo Tony. But the way well, Rob says that she ain't talked to her mom in months, so... But I feel like the no, way we, Tokyo you know. Tony rides for her daughter or has ridden for her daughter in the past, there is no way in the world that girl wouldn't have told her mama that yes. he put... Okay, because Tokyo... Yeah, I remember that episode put his of hands The on her. She wrote... She read that whole family to the damn dirt. Yes. Okay. I yeah. remember. Okay. 
So you know, I don't know. It's, I don't just, know. it's just there's it's just a, a hot lot. mess. Rob, you need you need help Jesus, just like Kanye. Like, Jesus prayer because this is not normal for you to be breaking up with women and be going through all these trials and tribulations and posting news and and all of this foolishness that you're doing. Like put it in a book, make some money. Like your mama is Chris fucking Kardashian. Make some money off of this. The funniest thing. So two things, and then we'll move on. Number one, um. All the memes that <laughs> like Chris is trying to figure out how to make some money off of this. <laughs> uh, but the other thing that I saw, I believe it was on Facebook, and I don't know if it's true because I was I didn't have time to really investigate. But I saw something that there's some kind of claims that the um, Ferrari guy, which that name is terrible, it really but is. The Ferrari guy may be like bisexual oh and he may have had some kind of deal like being in some dude's dms or oh, something like oh, that child. and i mean when i saw the picture of him i was just like well i mean there's a little zest you know there's like a little orange zest mm-hmm. um so i could see it but it also could be bullshit so i don't know i just thought that that was funny that that came up now that all of this shit is going on so, the last thing, the last stroke, uh, I want to talk about social media. Uh, again, segue. Mm-hmm. So, talk about social media a little bit. The reason why is because I've been seeing this a lot. I mean, I've seen it a lot l- already, but lately it seems like it's been popping up more and more. Of people complaining about all of the problems that social media causes and You know, people didn't do this until social media. People didn't do that until social media. Listen, perk up your ears, turn the volume up just a smidge. Mm -hmm. There is nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. I promise you all of the things that you think are quote unquote new that people haven't been doing until social media. They have been doing it may have looked a little differently. Uh, looked a little different Mm -hmm. but there's nothing new under the sun i need people to stop confusing access and visibility with new issues and problems Mm because those are not the same thing just because you have not seen it wide scale that doesn't mean it wasn't already happening right i think that the actual visibility Right. is the problem but mm-hmm. the shit that people are doing none of that shit is new no like flat tummy tea that shit ain't new no it's been diet diet fats have been a thing since what like the 80s if not early life has been in existence for fucking ever forever and it's still thriving and it's still thriving people are still out here giving their money to Herbalife. Um, I saw a meme or something like that that was saying that social media is the reason why people are always trying to keep up with others and do what other people do. Listen, again, listen, turn the music, turn up the music, ain't no music. My voice is the music. Turn it up just a smidge. The phrase keeping up with the Joneses, that is an old phrase. Old as hell. I promise you, keeping uh, trying to keep up with what other motherfuckers are doing, that is not a new phenomenon that is all of a sudden a crisis because of social media. People have been doing that shit. Mm-hmm. They have made movies about that shit. All of that, what's it called? Um, oh, the... With all of that Stepford Wives bullshit, all of that, oh, yeah. none of that shit is new. People have been trying to keep up with what other motherfuckers are doing, minding other people's business since the beginning say. of time. That shit is not new. Again, just because you can see it and it's more visible, that does not mean that the shit is new. I need y'all to be able to 
to tell the difference between the two? I, I feel like I totally agree with you, first off. Um, mm-hmm. What you have access and you know to see these days is much more than what it used to be before social media became this you know the way of doing things but I think the flip side to that is is that if you are not strong enough mentally social media will make you feel like a less than ass nigga true so I feel like people who say that are those people who are not strong enough mentally to be like to be, to be able to separate what they see versus their real life because there's no way in hell I'm going to let all these, you know, banging ass bodies and whatnot on social media dictate how I dictate feel. how I feel about myself or make me feel like I'm not enough because they're the ones who are getting all the likes. A like is a like and I'm sorry I can't pay my bills with a damn like. Not at all. I mean, uh, some of y'all. The mortgage company it, don't but... want my likes. The my uh, BBVA compass don't want my likes to pay my car <laughs> note. Nobody, you can't pay for, for your life in likes. So I don't understand why likes are outside of like my, you know, the business page. You want likes because you want to know that you have traffic as far as your business is concerned. But with my personal page, I haven't posted a picture of myself on my personal page since my baby was born because mm. they're all of her. Because she is. Because she's. She Perfection. is. But, you so, know. So, on the flip side of that, because I get that aspect and I agree, and I, but I think the other aspect of it is other people who don't have a problem with those types of things, but they try to use this as a way to judge and elevate themselves over other people. Like, mm-hmm. well, y'all let y'all are letting social media do this, that, and the other, but I don't do that. And, and you know, this is just my opinion and, you know. Because I'm I'm the person, and, and I, I think you can attest to this, I'm the type of person, you know, I read between the lines right. of what people say and what mm-hmm. they do. So when I see things like that, to me, it, it just says I am looking for a way to try to feel like I am superior. Uh-huh. And it can be trivial as fuck, yeah. i.e. Instagram likes and mm-hmm. social media and all that kind of shit. But if you read between the lines, it really feels like people are trying to say, well, I'm better because I don't worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And 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 the thing about that is a lot of people I feel like they do that and they don't even realize that they're doing it. That they're doing it. it. Yeah. Or they don't realize that that may be a motivation for them doing it. A lot of people I feel like they think that they're actually trying to help somebody. And it's like, "No, sweetie. You're using social like, media to do this. You're not helping anyone." I don't feel like you can be elitist about a free account. Hello. <laughs> and goodbye. I just I don't feel like there's it, Instagram and all of this shit is free for everybody. But you get what I'm saying, yeah, like absolutely. in every in every place, it's like some kind of way trying to feel like I'm elite, mm-hmm. and it's over the dumbest thing. Over the yeah, it's it, again you're using social media to try to tell people that social media is a problem. What the fuck kind of sense does that make? We just all running in the damn dark with with no flashlights. Like, I don't, I don't get, and I also don't get people who, the flip side of that coin, who use social media to like stroke their own ego. Oh, you know what I mean? And like, there are so many people on social media who are like flaunting and, and depicting this lifestyle, and they probably sleeping on air mattresses. We know. 
yeah, <laughs> like you, you got all these spandex dresses and and all the weaves, and but you ain't got no furniture in your house, right? Like putting on your your goddamn priorities are screwed. Mm. They're screwed. Like I just I don't get it. And it's like I mean, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. I mean, cons will help you out if you let them, but you know that's besides the point because you've made your decision. But I agree that it's. I mean, it's, it's all of a side. It's all. Yeah, of a every, you know, you have to. You have to remember that Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case may be, you are only getting what people choose to present. Don't ever feel like you're getting the whole story, right? Because you're not. Even with people who are transparent mm-hmm. and will, you know give you 40 tweet threads about something that they've gone they've gone through that does not mean that you know the full story there's one person that i'm gonna give an exception to and that is dj Khaled because that nigga snapchats every moment oh. of his life i, I don't, I don't follow him on snapchat anymore <laughs> because he just snaps too damn it's much too but damn, every every 30 seconds of his life that he you there he is as transparent as it is and as far as Honesty is concerned. Yeah. He's as transparent and as honest as it's going to get because Khaled Snapchats every 15 to 30 seconds of his life. Good grief. But yeah, I just, I don't, I, I want people to be mentally strong enough to not be affected and to not feel, I just want everybody to know that you can delete that app, you can close your phone and that shit goes away. Right. If you're feeling affected. If you're feeling affected And by on the it. other end, if you feel like you need to be judgy, you can delete it or close it and go do something else. Right. You know, that that's it. You know, I just, I've been seeing, like, I, I don't know, it's just been an influx lately of people posting me. Well, I feel like social media is the reason why these bitches are necessarily, okay, first of all, but like the you delivery said, is trash. Right. But, or it's like, I feel like social media is the reason why everybody out here going to get fake butts. Plastic surgery is not new. It's not new. People have Titties, been augmenting their bodies forever. for decades. Forever. Like, Lip please, fillers are not new. Please stop being stupid. That's yeah. all I want. None just, of this is new. None of this is new. new. I promise it's not new. Just because you can see it You more, can see it on everybody now, but it's not new. It's not new. And don't be so fucking naive. Stop being a lamb. Stop being just this stop being a lamb for that ass get led to the slaughter right because they are literally corralling y'all's ass to think in one mm-hmm. way and it's and it's funny and or kind of sad about the devil i'm sorry because y'all feel like y'all are thinking differently and you're not you're, you're feeding not. into it yeah with the same shit or with the, the rest shit. of y'all are blocked okay no take your lamb lot. ass home in that damn uh herd right. with the rest of them like sir we only follow you for the pictures of your body. We don't. We don't need this. Which Go is why jail. I have curated my page to be. I don't have all of that shit. If I don't want to be contaminated by it, I don't follow it. Mm-hmm. I don't look for it. And that's not to say I'm better than. I'm not taking that position. But, yeah, but I'm you saying curate your own. I, you, you can your curate own your own experience on yeah. all of this. So if you are being flooded with shit that you don't want to see, remove it. Mm. Case in point, because I feel like she was coming for my wig a little bit. I do remove it. It's just that I. it was like, I don't know. One day I was scrolling through and it's like, shit, six different people was posting the same shit. And I'm like, did you bitches have a convention? Y'all just get off a hangout or something? Like, what the fuck? 
Okay, so that's the end of the slow stroke come quick section. Let's move on to the main topic. What I really wanted to get into is I wanted to have a conversation about responsibility. And I don't know why this came to mind or why, let me rephrase, why you came to mind when I thought about this topic. Um, and then, you know, the classic song started playing in my head. So, <laughs> so many things to do. So, so many places to be. It's my responsibility. Responsibility. Come on, old school ghetto twins. Ghetto twins. That's that first twin. If you <laughs> my kid won't eat. I was like, oh, sweetie. My God. Listen. Okay. So let's get into it. Um, What made you learn to take responsibility for your actions over the years? What are some things that helped you? Ooh, because one... this is a serious life lesson. Yes, it is. The one most notable thing um in my life that has happened was oh gosh i used to ghost like in my dating life mm -hmm. before i was about 25 i would date somebody and ghost their asses <laughs> after about three months and one day i was um sitting under the willow tree and tree. i decided like i was i was just thinking i was like why do you do this why do you do so case in point why do you do these what why is do these <laughs> <laughs> so um what had happened was i was dating this guy he was mm. a very popular guy here in the city um and on, we were actually dating for a year which was a very long time for me um and he told me we were on the phone i will never forget this he told me that he thought he was falling in love with me and i said oh these are my words exactly oh that's nice. I gotta go. And we got off the phone. Savage. And I s never answered the phone for that man. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. He was calling my mama. He was calling hospitals. That boy thought something had happened to me. And I was just like, mm-mm, nope, uh-uh, we not doing that. So one day as I was sitting under the willow tree, like I said, I was asking myself, like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? And it came to me that I was treating people the way that I felt that my dad treated me after mm. he and my mom divorced. I feel like after my dad and my mom divorced, he, you know, hit the road. He Jack. hit the road. He went back to um, uh, Massachusetts and my daddy did not. I mean, to this day, my dad and I don't talk. I probably have seen my dad five or six times in my whole life. Um, like I know exactly who he is I know his address I know his phone number but I don't fuck with my dad mm. and it took me to like actually sit down and make the make the connection between how I felt my father did me as to how I was doing other people so for me it was a defense mechanism before you have a chance to up and leave me mm. I'm, I'm out of here and I and in that moment because I became aware of it I felt like I was forced to be responsible going oh, forward. Okay, okay. Um, so I I had to put my big girl panties on. I couldn't keep acting like a little kid at, because I'm aware of it now. So, right. you know, like my grandma said. is a motherfucker. Well, you, know, you know, my grandma said, you, you, you don't go to hell for the shit you don't know is a sin. Mm. You go to hell for the shit you know you're doing wrong. And now that I know that I'm doing, I'm fucking with other people, which is not right. I'm 
hurting other people. I'm leaving other people confused and, and, you know, and that's not like, that ain't cool. Mm -hmm. So once I made that correlation, I stopped. I mean, I just, I just stopped doing people like that. And I would just tell, listen, I don't want to fuck with you no more. (laughs) Now it did not extend my relationships any longer. I was still like, I'd be like, okay, yep. I don't want to fuck with you anymore, but at least I didn't ghost them. Like I didn't just leave people high and dry left to wonder. Now, if you piss me off enough, I might, Mm. but you have to deserve something like that. Like I'm just not going to do it out of the blue. So that it was my biggest lesson in responsibility. It was for other people's emotions outside of my own. Okay. Um, that was, come on. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I think it was, I think it's just becoming aware of consequences and whether they're indirect or direct. That was really what made me start taking responsibility for my actions. You know, really understanding that cause and effect is a real thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you call some bullshit, then some bullshit will be the effect. Absolutely. You know, so you ha- I learned that I had to be responsible for those types of things. And the older that I've gotten, the more that I've aligned with that, you know, it's mm-hmm. action versus consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, my the way my life has been and, and really understanding that it's just me. I'm not saying that I'm by myself. Right. But, you know, a lot of people, not everyone, I know there are people in my same situation, but for me, it's like, it's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have that relationship with my, my parents. I don't have that relationship with my brother. I don't, I don't have those strong bonds with my family. So it's really just me, you know, and I have my friends around me, mm-hmm. but a lot of situations that people tend to get themselves into, you, you know, you, you feel like, well, I always got my mama. Mm-hmm. I always got my daddy. I always got my grandma. I don't have any of that. You know what I mean? Like both of my grandmothers passed when I was younger. Mm -hmm. You know, y'all have heard, if you haven't heard, go back to episode 10. Yes. You know, I don't, you know, my relationship with my parents and you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So really understanding that I am the first, second, and third line. So I have to be accountable and take responsibility for the things that I do. Because I don't, I don't have that safety net right. that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. That safety net that I thought I would have at some point, but you know, mm-hmm. shit happens. And really, you know, like I said, the relate that relationship with my parents has really, um, it's really shown me a way that I do not want to be an inability. Right. You know, but we'll we'll get more into that in a second. Yeah. So, I guess now. You know, okay, we we know we take responsibility for our own actions, Mm -hmm. but what demands do you have for others to take responsibility for their actions? Don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's real, but... (laughs) Um, ooh, um, just, I think anybody that knows me kind of already once we meet and we you know meet initially you kind of already know how to approach me mm. how not to approach me mm. um that's another thing that actually made me become more aware of my actions was people were starting to tell me oh yeah nikki she can sing she's you know she's pretty and she'll cuss your ass out like 
And that is true. I got to, <laughs> I, but I got to a point where like, I didn't want that to be the first thing somebody said about me. You right. know what I mean? It, it is true. <laughs> it is very true, but I don't want that to be like the forefront of the characteristics that someone, right. you know, gives other people about right. me. I like mean, I'm more than that girl. That I'm more than, yeah. Out. Like there, I'm so much more than that. I'll pray for you. I, you know, I'll feed you, you know, they're, you know, they're, but I will cuss your ass out. <laughs> that is the truth. I just, I want that to be more of a back burner type deal. Right. Not, not the first thing, but that's a consequence. That's yeah, not that's a consequence. Front. But, yeah. um, I, I guess my demands for other people is to just don't just don't, I really, it really is. Don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. I, I really, do I mean, think that's, that's real it. though. I really do think that's it. Like just, if if you don't want it done to you, don't do the shit to me. Right. Treat me how you want to be treated. That is I my, agree. Yeah. And I, I'm thankful that I am in a place where the friendships that I have, I don't even have to worry about those things. Mm-hmm. You know, with you, with, you know, any of the other Trill Inc. members, with any of, you know, with Twin, with Jade, with Crystal, with Kia. Like, I don't have to worry about any of those things. That's just not something I worry about in the friendships because I have gotten rid of the bitches that I would want to beat up for doing shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) All of them have been given the axe. I am a witness. This is true. This is, I mean, I don't, I I don't mind cutting your ass off. I mean, I I feel like that's one of the things that we bonded on because, you know, I'm good for, as people have told me, I throw people away because I just... I mean, there's a trash receptacle on every corner of the city. They can go. They can go. I feel like, you know, I got to a point where, you know, especially, again, after this, the shit with my parents, I got to a point where I was like, if you are not adding value to my life. That's it. Then you got to go. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not the type of person to be like, you know, I don't put myself in a ped- on a pedestal or anything like that. You know, shout out to Master P and Solange. <laughs> I don't put myself on a pedestal. So if you feel like I'm not adding any value to your life, Leave you me alone. Feel free to leave me the fuck alone. And just, I've had that happen plenty of times. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's because I wasn't adding value. I think, you know, a lot of y'all just shitty. But, you know, that's hey, besides the point. Yeah. I oh. mean, I, I just don't believe in carrying around dead weight. There is enough Hello. going on in my life mm-hmm. that I have to be weighted down with. What I will not be weighted down with is some bullshit from an outside source. That I that I have chosen to let be close to me. Yes. That I have at one point let in. At one point, I let you in because you were one way, and now you are this way, and I don't have time for that right. shit. Or not even that. It's just like you know, we were one way at one point, but I've grown, and you haven't, or you have, but you're growing in a different direction. Or you're not growing at all. Well, I mean, you 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 being stupid, and you're too old to be stupid most of the most of I the mean, time. Well, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, Yeah, I get it. So for me, I think that similar to what we were saying, a main, a big thing for me is I demand that you take responsibility and that you stand by your words and your actions. Like, don't be a kind of motherfucker that throws rocks and hides their hands, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes, be Lord. able that to touch the nerve. If, <laughs> you know, I'm saying if you if you 
say some shit in one arena, then you need to to have enough backbone to say that shit in a different arena. And that hit me in my Hayaya Shondo right there. <laughs> that punched me because that's it. That's so, it. I mean, those are, and those are very, very important. I mean, we are grown. We are, I am in my thirties. We are both in our thirties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In your twenties, it's just, you know, you, 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 you navigate this kind of shit. In my thirties, I am, it's too much going. I have bills. Okay. Do you understand that these bitches want money from me every month? Without fail. Without fail. On the same day. I forgot to pay my rent one month and they were like, you got to get out. You know, they put that <laughs> shit on there and I'm like, girl, it's the fourth. Seriously. Calm down. I I just forgot. Yeah. I think I was watching that being trash. But <laughs> um, a huge, 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 huge thing for me is you have to be able to admit when you're wrong. Ooh, that's it. I, I can't deal with people who don't, who do not have the ability or refuse to learn how to take that responsibility and t- and be accountable and be able to admit that you know what I fucked up. Mhm. I apologize. Mhm. That I mean, it's a part of life. Nobody's perfect. We all fuck up on at at some point. Yeah. I mean you just and you have to be able to admit when you're wrong. Yeah. Now, for me, you know, going forward for the most part, I feel like the group that I that I surround myself you know I've been on this journey and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before I may have but it was last uh uh what do you call it New Year's Day 2016 I woke up I I bullshit you not I bolted up out of my sleep and the first thing on my mind was some motherfuckers gotta go. Hmm. And I started in my mind, I felt like I was in science class. Mm-hmm. And there was an atom. And I was like, okay, who's gonna be in my nucleus? Right. Who, you know, and the different rings. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for like the past year. And I've been doing it ever since. Right. Really been categorizing the people in my life. And that's not to say that if we don't talk much that I don't, I, I don't fuck with you. Right. But at the same time, I had to be able to know in my mind who are the people that we may be friends, but you're not that kind of person that if I'm going through it, that I can call. Right. And it really came, it became very important to me. And I didn't even, obviously I didn't realize it at the time, but when I lost my job, that became important to me. Right. Because I had to know who I could, depend. and even then, mm-hmm. like with you and with, you know, everybody else, um, with Bree and, and Juanita and Naj and mm-hmm. Ma- even then it's it's hard for me like when I'm really going through some shit it's hard for me to even talk to you right I and know we talk about everything <laughs> you know everything and it's I mean like to the point was y'all be ready to cuss me out because I don't tell you about it until like I'm already in it <laughs> or already out of it and we be sitting there like why in the fuck didn't you say something two weeks ago but again it goes back to because I feel like it's I have you. to depend on myself yeah so, um, it just, it's, it's, it's very important that the people in my life that are in those rings and in that, especially in that motherfucking nucleus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are people, like I said, that stand by their words, that stand by their actions. I know if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. I might be late. I took the words <laughs> out of my damn mouth. <laughs> Cause Lord knows your ass is tar tea to the motherfucking party. But when I show up, we have a funky good time. But when you show up, you show out. Um, you know, so those things are important. 
another big thing is being able to ask for forgiveness. You have to ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is not owed to you. Yeah. And when I say that, so, and this, you know, people may not agree with this, but for me, forgiveness is earned. Like, I don't subscribe to that idea that you forgive people for you. For me, that does not look the same. For me, that is me accepting that some shit has happened, ain't shit I can do about it, and I'm moving on. But in order for me to forgive you, meaning you have done something to me, you have to earn that shit. Mm -hmm. And and it goes back to the same points. You need to be able to admit that you did something fucked up, and you need to ask for that forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So for that's something that I demand. Like, you take responsibility for your actions. You need to be able to say, you know what, I fucked up, and I, I want to fix it. How can we fix it? You know, I don't I don't fuck with that shit where some some something happens and you feel like if we just talk and we don't we don't talk about it, we just sweep it under the rug. I don't Mm-mm. do that shit. Mm-mm. Like if some shit goes down, we need to address it and we need to come to an agreement. Either we not right. gonna fuck with each other no more, or we are whatever the case may be. But any and I feel like you know I made that plan. Like anybody, I mean, but I don't. I mean, like I said, the group that I've curated for myself. I don't have these issues. Right. For the most part. Um, and let me piggyback off of that. I, for me, for the, on the, on the topic of forgiveness, I feel like because I was raised so heavily in church, in a Kojic church at that, okay. you know, they tell you to, you know, forgive and, you know, I don't mind forgiving you, but because I forgive you does not mean I have to keep fucking with you. Right. And that's so for me, that's a whole different vein. And some people think that when you forgive somebody, you have to continue the relationship. And I feel like that is completely false. Mm -hmm. I can forgive you. I can tell you, all right, we cool, but I'm not fucking with you like that. Right. I will. And I will never do it again. Right. And see, I, I agree. But like I said, I just I call it something different. Yeah. Like you call it forgiveness, I call it acceptance. Acceptance. I, I yeah. accept what's happened, but I reserve my forgiveness for people who deserve who it. Who deserve in my it. opinion. See, I feel like forgiveness it again, this goes back to my just eighteen years of being raised, Kojic. You know, it was my and, and me being so close to my grandmother. My grandmother, it was always drilled in me, you forgive people because God continually forgives you. No matter what you do, no matter how far off the rocker you fall, you can come back to God and God says, oh, I forgive you. And then he doesn't, it's it's done. It's over with. So in that vein, you know, RIP to my, my dear. Um, oh, my dear. In that vein, I feel like that is why people say that forgiveness is for you and not necessarily for the other person. It's so that... But but it, it also correlates with your definition of acceptance. Right. Um, I can I okay I can accept that this has happened. It's cool. I can move on. And I think and and go ahead. and so when you forgive somebody in the sense that oh you 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 forgive for yourself not for the other person you forgive for yourself so that you can just move on and it doesn't continue to weigh you down with right. the anger with the sadness or I, I, whatever, whatever emotion it through. yeah right. you can do it and you can let it go right. and I think that's for me that's what it means when people say forgiveness is for you and not for the other person I don't forgive you so you can feel better I don't give a fuck about how you feel <laughs> and see for me I equate forgiveness with continuing the relationship 
Like if I need, if I have to forgive you, mm-hmm. then that means that we are going to try to move forward with whatever's hap- with whatever's going on between us. And I just feel like if I forgive you, we can or we don't have to. Right. And see for and me. That's, yeah. And that is my choice because I'm the one that's wronged. Right. So I can tell you, yes, I forgive you, but I reserve the right to remove myself. Right. And see from for this me, situation. it's either I don't fuck with you or yes, I forgive you. Now what are we going to do? Yeah, I mean, we're saying the same, the same thing. thing. We just, just view it a little. The, the, right, it's yeah. a little different. Okay, so uh, and the last demand that I have for people that to take responsibility for their actions is, um, don't try to invalidate me or my feelings in an attempt to avoid accountability. Ooh, ain't that the damn truth? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that was a testimony. <laughs> But, but people do this, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, that like they will they will fuck with your head. They will spin the situation. They will paint a motherfucker. They will paint with all the colors of the goddamn wind. Listen to make you feel like you are crazy and, and or you wrong or somehow you have wronged them when or, all the or while, what they did is because you did this. Right. Or or somehow is to your benefit. And it's like, no, nah, bitch, you have fucked over me. You need to be accountable for that. And I think that that's something that people do. Like the, the, in a, uh, you know, that's a whole, that's uh, a whole episode that's a in itself. fourth episode. <laughs> <laughs> Accountability in these streets is severely lacking. But in my circle and the people that I choose to, to fuck with, like you have to, you have to have that accountability. You Absolutely. have to, you cannot run from account you cannot do the flow joe from accountability you sure i don't do it and if i do it i fully expect to be chin checked and so i will chin check Mm -hmm. if i need to or i will eject your ass okay (laughs) from whatever i got going on i don't have no kenya moors in my life that's it twirl your ass right the fuck on out of here or let me do it for you no, you tore yourself. I ain't giving you no, no. No, I'm just gonna kick your ass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 That's what I mean, girl. Okay. Um. So, what are some examples of sometimes when a person wouldn't take responsibility for their actions with you? Hmm. I've. Hmm, I actually have two examples off the top of my head at that. Okay. So once back in like, listen, back in like 2006 or 2007, I was dating this guy. We were very, very, you know, into each other. I had come to that realization that I needed to not, or maybe I was, maybe it was 2007. Who cares? Um, I had gotten over that hump of ghosting people. So I was trying to be very aware and very accountable of the way that I treated people. And I was dating this guy. He was a musician and, um, I had gone to Vegas with my friends and while we were in Vegas, um, my friend worked at this club and she had some other friends also in town. They just happened to be guys. So, you know, it's three of us girls, three of those guys. We're meeting in the middle of like a VIP section. Everybody's, you know, Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so nobody's hooking up with each other. It's not even like that. So we all like take pictures together as a whole group. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy sees the pictures. Like when I came home and this, this, this is where, this was where I was like really outdone. Like when I came home, I showed, I was like, Oh, you know, these are the pictures we took, blah, 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 blah. He's going through all the pictures and he gets to these pictures and he's like, who the fuck are these niggas? 
And I'm like, oh, they so-and-so's friends that we met. You know, they were in town that weekend as well. And so you went to Vegas to fuck with these niggas? I said, what? I said, if I was going to go to Vegas to fuck with a nigga, would I show you his damn picture? Would I show you pictures of me with this man in Vegas? Absolutely not. So we go, like he go for like three days. He go, you were in Vegas and you took these pictures with these niggas and yada, yada, yada. So that was, that's the beginning of the story. That's the backstory. So then we've been together for like 10, 12 months. He goes to LA to work in the studio. Um, and he tells me that he has cheated on me. And I was like, you bold. First off, you bold as shit mm. to tell me. Of all people. Of all people. Because you are definitely Mrs. Shoot First, Ask Questions Never. Listen, I don't give a fuck about the questions. <laughs> fuck the questions. I did what I did. Um, and, and proceed to tell me that the reason he did it was because I took a picture with the boy in with the men and you know we took pictures with the men in Vegas because that's I said you mean to tell me that eight months later well that's why I did it no nigga you did it because you a wayward dick ass nigga that's why you did it mm. this has nothing to do with any of that because you said you were over that shit you said we were moving on because he tried to like he wanted to like break up with me and I was like you know what if you want to break up over this dumb shit carry your black ass mm. But he refused. Like, he kept saying that I cheated on you because you did this, because you did this. Never once saying, but just because I did it. I did it, and I'm sorry, or whatever the case is. And he, like a dumbass, because, because once I started becoming responsible for those actions that I was taking back then, I almost became vulnerable to a fault because I felt like I owed people more more chances. You know what I mean? So... We break up for a couple months. We got back together. I was a dumbass. Don't say nothing to any of the listeners. Don't say <laughs> nothing about me. I know I was stupid as shit. And it becomes a continuous pattern of like every 10 months, he tells me he's cheated on me. And finally, I was like, you know what? You can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you really can. You, you can kick rocks. Like this man on my 30th birthday, like a milestone birthday, I was supposed to be going to see him. And he tells me the day before my plane leaves, after I've gone to his mama's house and picked up a whole ass suitcase full of winter clothes that I was supposed to bring your ass. Cause it was cold where I was going, but I cheated on you. Don't come up here. Oh bitch. I'm coming. <laughs> I will. And, and when I find your ass, I'm a beat your ass. That nigga was scared as shit. Cause I went to, I went to the city I was supposed to be in. And I said, I'm here. Don't, if I catch you, I'm a fuck you up. Let it be known because you didn't have me go to your raggedy ass mama's house to pick up a suitcase full of goddamn winter clothes for your trifling ass. And you're going to tell me not to, first of all, you don't tell me not to go nowhere. I, I bought my own fucking ticket. This is how trifling a nigga was. So, anywho, long story short, dated a guy, refused to ever be accountable. It always went back to, you took the pictures with them niggas. That's why I do the shit I do. All right, well, you know what? You do it. Fine. That's cool. I, I will accept this being the end. The end. That's fine. Mm. The second time was... I just want to... Oh yeah. Pause real quick. This story and the way she related <laughs> is why I love this woman. I just want y'all to know that. Because that whole thing when she was like, You can suck my like that is classic Nikki. I just want y'all to know. I'm this really is being why myself. I love her 
and this is why y'all will hear more of her on this show if we can coordinate because you know she got a baby and, <laughs> anyway i just i just had to i just had to to, to let the listeners know that so yeah go ahead. this this is the classic next. me um the next story is about a friendship that i ended with a woman and <laughs> you chose that word <laughs> Yes, you see how gracious I'm <laughs> yes, being. You, I was, I'm being gracious. That was a choice. I chose to, and this is gonna sound crappy, but I chose to ghost her because she had me fucked up. So this Y'all person, see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this person was saying things behind my back. Was, you know, telling people. I do okay so my second hustle is I'm a makeup artist Mm. I had a client that I would do her makeup every single Sunday without fail Mm. she chose to open her mouth and to ask my client why do you get your makeup done every Sunday you should just have her teach you how to do makeup and then do it yourself you spend so much money hey bitch get out of somebody else's pocket just because yours is empty don't mean the next person's is second of all don't you ever if you are my friend, it should never be your objective to take money out of my mouth. You, I was just about to say. It should never be your objective to take money out of my mouth. Grounds to get your ass beat. You taking coins out of my purse? Bitch. Running your motherfucking mouth? I will not be broke with you. My pocketbook ain't got no bearing on yours and vice versa. That is my money. So we, I had to, I had to, I had to take a few days before I could open my mouth and say something because if I'd have seen her or talked to her, it just would have been, let's meet here right quick. And I just would have hopped out of my car and whooped her ass on site, on site in public. I, so here's the thing about me. If you're listening, you beat ass. If I get to the point where I want to fight you, I don't care where it is. I don't care if I go to jail because if I feel like I'm justified in putting my hands on you, I will gladly pay the fine to get my black ass out of jail. I will sit in jail with a smile on my face and my hand on the payphone receiver if some shit pop off. She used to be that way. I used to be that, but I'm somebody's mama now. She's somebody's mother now. So now I will only do it if somebody fucks with my child. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, after we had this whole argument, she refused to ever accept the fact that she was wrong for telling this woman that she would not. But that's not how I said it. That's not how I meant it. It doesn't matter how you meant it, bitch. It's what you said. It's what you said. And I know you said it because she told me as soon as she got off the phone with you. And that's where, let me tell you something. You niggas who are out here saying shit about people behind their back, you better make damn sure that the person you talking shit to is not going to be the person that's going to run tail lat to the person you talking to, you, you talking about. Because that's exactly what that woman did. Do you know? And she, she was doing it like she's, she came to me in like a jovial, it was funny to her. I didn't take it as no fucking joke. That ain't no fucking joke. That ain't no fucking joke. This is my hustle. She was like, Nikki, you know, it's not that bad. I'm like, it is that bad. She's taking money out of my mouth. I don't care if I do have money already. This is more money. You are you are my client. There should never be a moment where somebody tells your client not to go to you. But it's not it's not only just that, not to interrupt your story, but it's not just money it's a passion yeah like as, i love doing this yeah so that's and I like just you, so happen to make money off of right it. you spitting on my passion like that's grounds to to catch this mortal combat like so we had that and then 
I chose to forgive her and I chose to continue that friendship. Oh, girl. I said, you know what? I'm a, this, this is going to be your one fuck up in our friendship. If you do it again, that's it. So a few months later, she does something along the same vein. And I said, you know what? It is going to be best if I just disappear off the face of this earth in, in relation to this woman. Because if I talk to her or I see her, all bets are off at this point. I'm going to whoop her old ass. <laughs> I'm going to whoop her ass. And all of our mutual friends knew it. All of our mutual friends knew it. All the girls that, you know, we ran with, we hung, everybody knew that if I saw her, I was going to stick my foot so far up her ass, she was going to cough up toenails for the next <laughs> six months. So, and, and even as word got back to me, you know, about how she felt about us not being friends she would never and she, and she never she she's that kind of person you know there are some people who are just never going to admit that they are wrong right. they're always going to find ways and avenues to justify or to say well this is why or or, or i didn't mean it like that it's never my fault it's, ne it's, it's, it's never it's your somehow, fault some way it's never my it's fault it's never your fault and I just, and, and because she was somebody that I was not fucking, that was not paying my bills, I chunked the deuce to that bitch and I ghosted the fuck out of her ass. And I, and to this day, I don't give a fuck and I don't feel bad. And if I see the bitch, I might still spit on her ass. Maybe. I might speak. I guess it just probably depends on the way the day is going that day. But depends I don't. how fussy Michael was that day. <laughs> and now I will tell you this, I have forgiven her, but that don't mean I'm Ever, I'm never going to fuck with her again. I forgive her because I had to release that anger that I held towards her. Right. Like I said, don't mean I won't spit on it if I see her. Mm. I, I might revert back. <laughs> but, you know, I had to forgive her so that I could let that anger go. So that yeah. I could just keep on going. Like, you know, fuck her. It is what it is. I accept it for what it is. I accept her for who she is. And I refuse to be her friend because of the type of person that she is. I have that right mm -hmm. to say I choose to or not. Or I choose to not deal with who you are as a person. So, those are my two examples. Okay. Um. Let's see. My I, my main example. I'm gonna go back to what I was saying earlier in the conversation. Is uh, really my my parents. Um. And I. Let me see how to frame this. It's a situation where you know we had a falling out again. You guys have to listen to episode ten if you want the full details on that. But um, we tried to reconcile a couple of times. You know, I, I met with my mother. We had dinner. I remember we went to the Cheesecake Factory. And we sit here and we have this conversation. And when I tell you she had a grab bag full of excuses and bullshit that I had never even heard. <laughs> all of these different reasons why what happened was my fault. And, uh, well, we talk to you like that because we don't, I didn't want you to be like your daddy. I'm sorry, madam. We have never sat down and had a conversation about my biological father. So for you to come out of the woodwork when I'm grown and we have had a falling out and you're mm -hmm. trying to say, well, I didn't want you to be like it. That's, I'm sorry. That's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, just 
I, I mean, I, I you would have swear we was playing dodgeball the way she. I mean, she was dodging that responsibility. Like, not once did she ever come out and say, "I'm sorry for the things that we said." I, right. At the very least, I'm sorry for the delivery. I'm right. sorry that we called you a bitch. I'm right. sorry that you know your stepfather threatened to get you fired from your job. I'm sorry that we told you we would rather see you out on the street with nothing than to be in our house being quote unquote disrespectful. Never taking responsibility like for the things that you said and the the way that i mean because those words had weight and we you know anybody who knew me at that time and even you you know we didn't mm-hmm. meet until a couple of years later but that was something that i carried with me for right. years right and it got to the point where it started fucking with me in my sleep like I started having dreams yeah, and I was not dealing with it. I was not processing it. I was angry. I was, I was hurt. I had all these feelings, you know, then my dreams started getting violent. Yeah. Like I started having dreams of whooping ass. So you were holding on to it. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do something because I knew that it was not right for me to be, and it was not healthy for me to be having, like having dreams of, Whooping ass, mm-hmm. whooping my parents. I mean, cause right. I mean, I'm gonna be real with y'all. And this is how these things, when you bottle things up, this is how they they manifest in different That's ways. Right. And for me, it started. To, it was my subconscious was telling me, we are going to shock your ass, right? In order for you to deal with this, mm-hmm. because I had never had. I don't dream about whooping people ass. I did. I mean, like actual dreams. <laughs> yeah. You know. So now, yeah. I will daydream about whooping ass all day. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've had plenty of dreams where I've been fighting people, but no, I don't mean fighting people. When I say whooping ass, I mean like destroying motherfuckers, like, like hulking their asses, hulking that ass. <laughs> like I like to the point where I didn't even recognize. Like yeah. bitch, I was doing motherfucking moves that I have. I know I can't do that shit in real life. Right, right. I was Luke Kang in the bitch. Ooh. That's how deep. Yeah, it was affecting me. That resentment and that that anger. That resentment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And so, a couple more times over the years, trying to reconcile and never getting that, not even acknowledgement that okay, we acknowledge that we fucked up. Right. It, it's always well because you was doing this and you was being disrespectful because you know you you didn't take the trash out even though you ain't been in the house for seventeen hours and. You have a younger brother whose chore it, it really is. Or you being disrespectful because you don't eat the food that we leave for you in the microwave, even though you don't get home till eleven o'clock at night and you put it in a micro you put it in a refrigerator. You know, I mean it was just all kinds of stupid, stupid silly shit. shit. Stupid shit. That looking for shit to actually right. fuck with you about. That's- and let me say this. I'm not saying that I was perfect when I you know, I was twenty two years old living in my parents' house. I was, you know, working, I had my own shit. I'm not saying that I was perfect, but it was like a witch hunt to look like, and it was just like, you know, if you want me to move out, then just let's sit down and talk about it. Be like, look, you get your ass out. You 22 that I would not have had a problem. And I was already planning on moving out before we had that big fallout. Mm -hmm. And then, but since then, everything was juking the responsibility of, we said things we should not have said. Right. And, we started getting to that point and then my mom said something to the effect of, well, it was the heat of the moment. No. You, you can't hold me responsible for what I said in the heat of the moment. Yes, the fuck I can. And I said, 
it seems to me like you said what you've always wanted to say mm-hmm. to me in the heat of the moment. But now you you don't you you threw them rocks. Right. And now you're trying to hide your hand mm-hmm. and you mad because I'm pulling your card. Hmm. Because if that's not you, if you didn't mean those things, it would be nothing for you to apologize for. It. Right. And it was the that that inability to say, you know what, you right. It was I said that shit in the heat of the moment. I shouldn't have said it. I don't mean it. I never got that. I never got. Right. I don't. I didn't mean mm-hmm. that you a bitch. Right. Like, can you like? I don't even know if y'all can imagine like having your people that raised you call you everything but a child of God. Mm-hmm. Because you came home late after they already cussed you out for some other shit. For some, yeah, for something else. So that was like a prime example for me of grown people just not being. And I, and you know, I mean, there's a lot more factors. I know people probably listening to this and be like, well, you know, parents have a hard time admitting that shit to their kids, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. All You're of a human is, being. All of that is fine and dandy. But my point in, in telling this is that. It's a real thing, that inability to be able to be accountable and own up to what you did and to apologize and to seek forgiveness. Like none of none of that shit has happened. And that's why we don't have a relationship to this day. Now, the lines of communication are open. But the thing about it is, I, and again, this is why I preface this this conversation with laying out how I view acceptance versus forgiveness, because I finally was able to accept everything that happened. And I bullshit you not. It felt like it felt like Thea was lifted off of my shoulders. <laughs> Thea Vidal. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> but but that was how yeah. dramatic it was. Yeah. Like I it, it was a literally it was literally a physical weight lifted off of my shoulders. And it's the same thing as you say, you know, I forgive you for me. I don't have to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was accepting what would happen because this, I felt like, you know, I've been wronged so much that no, you need to seek forgiveness. Right. You need to be able to acknowledge what happened. We need to have a conversation and we can move on from there. Um, I just, so that, that was, you know, probably the biggest. I mean, I, I'm sure I could come up with more examples, but that was the main one. Mm-hmm. And let me end this by saying, if you are a parent, please do not feel like you are above apologizing to your children. Oh, yes, that's it. Because you do not know. You, you can't you can't know how far the things that you say and the things that you do to your children you don't know how far that goes. Like, here I am. I'm 33 years old. And I've accepted what's happened, but it is still such a huge thing in my life that it still comes up often. I still think about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm sure at the time, maybe my parents didn't know that this would be something that affected me so much that we would have this rift in our relationship and everything. But... And again, as a parent, you need to be accountable for, for, for how you treat your children and the things that you say to the, you have, people have to understand that as a parent, your words have more weight on your children than other people's words in most instances. Anyone else's words ever. So you have to be mindful of the things that you say. And if you can tell your child, 
I'm sorry, I apologize. I came at you this way. I shouldn't have done that. You are then teaching your child how to how to be an apologetic person when they've done something wrong. Right. You're being a, a living and breathing example of what apology should look like, right. of what I'm sorry should look like, and, and, and when it should be applied to a situation. You know what I mean? Right. I wholeheartedly hope to teach my child how to be a good person person just you know on the most basic level right you know say and you know just just do right right just do right if and, and if apologizing is the right thing to do then just do it and i would let's punctuate that with um being being responsible for your actions and your words being accountable that is not a weakness right i feel like a lot of people might they may shy away from that because they feel like for some reason that sh- is is showing weakness or vulnerability. It is showing vulner- vulnerability, but it is not a weakness. Right. Like as a parent, you apologizing to your that does not make you a weak parent. That does not mean the the scales are tipped and all of a sudden you know your child is in charge and you you know, that does not that's not what that means. Being accountable for your actions is not a weakness. Being a bitch ass and being and having your whole car pulled because you can't be accountable for your action—that's a weakness. Mm-hmm. So um, you lack the maturity to just take responsibility for what you've done. Listen, another episode. Yeah, <laughs> grown Next. ass people being immature as fuck. Next, that's a whole another thing. So, uh, some telltale signs that you're dealing with a person who. Uh, is incapable of, of taking responsibility for their actions and their words. I have a few. Um, so one is they make you feel bad or they make you feel a way when they've done something to you. And I think the stories that we've told are uh, highlight that. <laughs> that is that is real. Uh, mm-hmm. Next, they're dismissive of your feelings or they're one of those, I'm sorry, damn, what more do you want? Type I want to punch you in your throat. That's Listen, what I want. you deserve the swiftest of, of roundhouse kicks, Chuck Norris style. Yeah. Like, if that's the kind of apology that you're giving people, keep it. Leave, the, leave that person. Ghost them. Please. <laughs> leave that person alone. Just, just leave their asses in the dust. They'll be all right. Um, they blame all the bad things that happen in their life on other people. Because it's never their fault. That can't take responsibility for shit that's going on in that cable bill off because they didn't pay it, but somehow it's somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try to move on from things without properly addressing them. Again, like I said, if uh, the story that I told, if you dealing with somebody that's one of those sweep it under the rug type of people, you may have that type of person on your hands that does not know how to take accountability or actively chooses not to because there are people there's some people who are ignorant to it and there's some people that be like i don't i'm not responsible for shit the world owes me yeah so i don't have to be responsible for the shit that i do or that i say because you part of the world you owe me right um you have any to add no no that that sums up well, this has been an amazing conversation. It has. You know, for y'all that are still rocking with us, because we've we been jawjacking for a long time. <laughs> Bumping these damn gums Bumping for a while. Bumping these gums. So let's close it out. Let's uh, let's run through the queer query, because y'all know how I like to end the show, asking my guests some, some questions. And, cousin, you are not exempt. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> and I just realized how this first question ties, ties into, into the whole thing. Okay, yeah. so the first question is, if you could fight somebody right the fuck now with no consequences, who would it be? Kim Kardashian West for making that fuck-ass highlight and contour kit that she created. <laughs> Bitch, you charging 50 damn dollars for this highlight and contour stick, and you got only enough product to last a bitch who do her makeup every day for two weeks. The sponge is trash. The blending brush is trash. It's just trash. Uh, and you get, package that shit in that plastic. Ass. You, your ass ain't Pat McGrath. Only Pat McGrath. And I'm sorry, if there are any of you who love makeup, who are listening to this, if you, you know, wear it, love playing in it, then you you know exactly who I'm talking about. She bagged that shit up like her name was Pat McGrath and she put glitter in that bitch. Girl, go sit the fuck down somewhere. And if your raggedy ass little sister, who I also would whoop on sight, Kylie Jenner, I, because I just don't like that bitch. I just don't like her. And she too young to be this goddamn fast. Somebody need to sit her ass down. <laughs> Not fast. She fast as shit. Been fast as shit. But if Kylie Jenner can put out, I can't even say that because them goddamn uh, lip paints she put out with, with her sister was trash. But Kim, $50 is, you need to be charging $29.99 for that bitch. And I only say $29.99 because you have like two or four. Listen, it's overpriced. It's ridiculous. The sponge is shit. The brush is shit. And like I said, there's only enough product in that bitch to last somebody who does their makeup every day for about two weeks. And there's no way in hell you should be charging 50 fucking dollars for that shit. I should beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> my god okay uh who would i fight uh mm, i have something down but now nah, i'm okay so the first one would be the little keebler elf dude uh i believe his name is jeff sessions <laughs> i would be like he would be perfect for uh like a game of whack-a-mole i would love to play that like i would i would whoop his ass on site i would swing his ass around by the ears like martin and just punt his little ass just um but honorable mention for that for that ass whooping, uh, the Jenner sisters. Fucking bitches. I think because I was listening to somebody's podcast and they were talking about them damn shirts that they did. Come on, man. I will. Y'all need. You didn't y'all ask permission ass to use beat. nobody's face. You just think that because your last name is fucking Jenner. And see, that's the problem I have with people like that. Y'all <laughs> give these bitches far too many passes, and now they think they can go plastering their pale ass faces on, on top Biggie, of Biggie and Tupac, on top of Tupac Ozzie and on top Osborne. of Ozzy. Bitch. Fuck y'all. Somebody needs to revoke their access to anything that requires them to come up with product and make money. Re- revoke that shit because these bitches are disrespectful. They disrespectful, disrespectful. as shit. They need, and, and you know, they just, they just need to, the, so they need yeah. a good old country ass with so them. So line here them up, line them up. Like uh, Shaw Santiago says, line them up. So Jeff Sessions, Kim, Kylie, and uh, uh, Build the Bitch. And Rob's ass for being a dumbass motherfucker since day one. We already got Rob. Next. We already got Rob. Mm Mm-hmm. Rob been needed his ass beat. Uh, Okay, next. What T... What... uh, Words. I can do them. (laughs) 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 What HGTV show would you be on? Man, I would love to sit around with Chip and Joanna. Oh. Fixer Upper. Fixer. A because we ain't got the travel fall. We just ride That's a couple true. hours to Waco. But Chip and Joanna just make my—they just make my heart smile. Chip is such a fucking asshole. He, he is. is so stupid, so, and you can tell when he be getting on Joanna nerves because she be like, "Chip, I will whoop your ass out Chip, here." Chip, 
that one time when she pushed his ass in that water, you could tell she was over it. Oh, when he almost pushed her in the yes. pool, she was beating his she ass. She was, she was done. And she turned around like, Ooh. <laughs> she was I like, like, "Oh shit, this camera's here." Yes, <laughs> right. She was, she was beating his ass. I would also like to be on an episode of Tiny House hunters just because i've never been in one and i would like to be and i, I would like really like to and that's what i'm saying i really like to be like why in the fuck would y'all buy this shit girl they not airing that <laughs> <laughs> mine would have to be on like hbo or some or like viceland or something All like stars. that where they let people cuss <laughs> because ma'am and I, I need to be the realtor are you sure you want me? Bitch, get your ass in this. We can't even stand next to See, each other. Because that bitch. would be me. They'd be like, oh, well, we want a tiny house for our family. We have this we big have ass dog. Kids. We have we four, have four and, and that's going to be me. Bitch, are you fucking four kids in a tiny house? Where are these children going to sleep? Let me call. And little Olsen has a hamster kit that he needs, that we need to make sure we have room for. Man, fuck y'all. Listen, they're like, well, I have a, I have a collection of birds. I have all these cockatoo, bitch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know what? We can add the people like that on Tiny House Hunters to the ass needs to be whooped. <laughs> <laughs> if I see another family with four motherfucking kids trying to get a quote-unquote three-bedroom tiny house on wheels, y'all need y'all asses beat. What really irritates me is when somebody walks in a tiny house and goes, wow, this is really small. They told you it was 197 square feet before you stepped in. What did you think? It was going to be. You are on tiny house hunters. What did you expect? There is no closet. Especially when they say, well, I don't want anything bigger than 250 square feet. And then you walk in there and be like, this is so tiny. If I was the realtor, if I was a realtor, I would, I would be whooping ass. There's no cabinet space. There's no, where am I going to put my shower is so small. Bitch, in your dreams. Cause (laughs) there's no space in this house for them. Okay. Um, what HGTV show would I, I would listen. My answer's a whole answer and I, I don't and have no shame. You. I wasn't married when we was watching this. So I would bring back the kitchen cousins with a fine asses. And that's the show that I need to be on kitchen cousins, whatever y'all doing, if y'all building habitats or if y'all building the kitchen, I need to be there. The scruffy cousin. Um, oh, I can't uh, think of his name, Anthony and damn, what's the other name? Mm hmm. The scruffy one, the one with the beard. Mm-hmm. Listen. Dark hair. All day, well, they both got dark hair. Listen. I thought one was a little bit more brown than the other one. Girl, you getting into semantics. Girl, okay, they fine. They fine. They fine. <laughs> they fine. At the end of the day, they fine. <laughs> we don't need to get into the specifics. That's they fine. fine. That's fine. They fine and that's fine. That's it. So, Kitchen Cousins. And listen, they can turn into Kitchen Cousins after dark real Hello. quick. <laughs> real quick. Turn off the lights. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a problem with that. Oh, and a and a second would be any show with um with Jason Cameron because he's fine as fuck. He is. That's really it. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's where the book stops for me. I was gonna say two things. Um, I kind of lost some of the magic with uh Fixer Upper when I found out that they didn't the people from. <laughs> no, they staged the homes. I know. Now that the magic is gone, I'd be like, so what? They house look like when y'all take all the nice shit out. <laughs> Whatever they brought with their ass. They bringing their raggedy ass, brown ass leather couches from 1988 and these beautiful homes. I would be whooping ass. It's time to go. <laughs> Somebody get an ass whooped. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't realize that the, I thought the furniture was included. I did at first too. And then I was, it, but it's all. I, I guess because be I true. got so used to watching uh, Property Brothers where the furniture is it's included. Theirs, yeah. 
the property alpacas. Shout out to Naj. Get out of here, Naj. <laughs> okay, last last thing because we again we jaw jacking. Yeah, my mama's uh, gonna kill me. This is about she to got be a two baby. hour episode. She's gonna cuss me out, and she don't even cuss. If you could ask Beyonce three questions, what oh, would they be? Because you know we Beyonce stand, so I couldn't let you out of here without asking this question. Can I sit in on a session, and how long can I stay? Mm-hmm. Can I do your makeup? Mm. And can you please put my number in your phone so we can be friends? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like uh, what you call it on uh, Real Housewives of Potomac when she was giving Giselle her phone and was like, "Here, put just put your number in my phone. Just put your number in my phone." And Giselle was like, "I'll do that." And then that bitch turned around and walked away. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I would ask, uh, how can I join the team? Like, I will mop up coochie sweat if I have to during costume changes. How can I be down? Tell me where to start. Um, Next question would be, what happened to that bodyguard that whacked it on you and Blue's passports? He did, girl, ain't he? Yeah, that man got to be gone. He did, ain't he? He is deceased. I know I'm not ever going to see this on, like, Investigation Discovery or anything, so I just want to know. He is perished. He did, ain't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, last question can I get some VIP passes to the next concert I mean let's be honest I deserve I went to see formation y'all three times I went mm-hmm. to see formation three times in two different cities I deserve I deserve Listen. I deserve some VIP passes I need to be backstage I need to meet the dancers I need to do all of that shit I need to be sitting in the cut with blue and Jay if he not performing with you can I be down um, and if one of those questions are not allowed, then my wild card question would be, how did you punish Sean for the niggotry? Or is this going to be another album? That's going to be the question that ain't allowed. Right. She's going to be like, if you don't get your black ass, your out, of- ass out of here. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Julius. Julius. I'd be like, wait a minute, Julius. You too big. Okay. You're far too big. So that wraps up another episode of Gay Side Stories Yay! with this was so much fun. Cousin. Texas Hummingbird, Nikki. Yes. Tell the people where they can find you. Well, if you, if you want to be found. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter. I am Texas Hummingbird, TX Hummingbird. And on Instagram, I am Nick the Hummingbird, N I K T H E Hummingbird. You will only see pictures of my child. Well, here lately, anyway. Get in where you fit in. It's a beautiful child. Um, you guys know where to find me. I'm Gay Side Stories everywhere. If you want to follow my personal accounts, I'm Trillificent everywhere. Make sure that you are checking out the Sounds of the Stories playlist that uh, Chartreuse Disaster, a.k.a. Naj, does on SoundCloud. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support, all of the other podcasts that support me, people that have been joining and giving me kudos and showing interest in the show and leaving reviews all of that i see all of you i appreciate you guys i appreciate you for listening to this long ass episode wait let me just tell you i'm so proud of you thank you you're doing so good and you are just like i well you know i listen every week no matter what but i'm so proud of you because you were like you know what i'm gonna do this and you did it and even when you wound up having to just you know do it by yourself you are killing this shit thank you i'm so proud of you i try i'm i'm trying you know i've one thing I'm really appreciative of the show is I feel like, you know, I'm I'm a late bloomer and I feel like week by week I'm really starting to peel back the layers and come out of my shell. Mm-hmm. So and you can see you can see your progression. Yes. Come or on, hear it rather. Come we, on, uh, growth. Yeah, you can hear it. I I'm love it. I'm all about the growth. Okay. I'm proud. Um Yes, share the podcast with someone, you guys. Do it today. Uh share on your social media on Instagram. Uh 
retweet on whatever on Twitter and repost on SoundCloud. We always end the show with make sure that you are protecting your walls or they will crumble. And, and I'm talking about all the walls, vaginal walls, anal, listen, your house wall, your financial wall, any kind of wall. If you are not protecting that shit, it's, it's going to crumble. All right. And then you're going to add your ass going to be out here looking like Jackie Christie. So say your prayers tonight, niggas. That too. We out. Bye. Bye.